Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You, Podcast, with your hosts Ashley Gowans and Jackie Hendricks. Are you tired of feeling like you're losing control? We will use our knowledge and our experience to help you gain confidence in your ability to create a secure financial future and live the life that you desire. Hello and welcome to Your Money, Your Life, Controlled by You podcast with your host, Ashley Goins, and me, Jackie Hendricks. And today we're here to talk about securing your assets for your future, your family, and your legacy. Hi, Jackie. Hi. So, of course, the one of the biggest things that we want to talk about is the whole process, which we know is called probate. And how we can avoid probate, not necessarily to keep Uncle Sam out of anybody's pocket. The legal process is that we can follow to keep your assets out of probate. And Jackie, one of the biggest things is with a will and a trust. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. But did you know that more than 47% of our population does not have a will or a trust? So if something should happen to you, your family is kind of left high and dry and left to the mercy of the court, so to speak. Tell us a little more about probates and wills and trusts and how that really will help somebody. Well, like you just said, you know, it's it's a process. It leaves your family in a better place than where they would have been left if you wouldn't have had anything there to begin with. And I know everybody listening to us, yes, this is a very very serious um, conversation, but us being us, we want to keep it a little lighthearted. So viewers are going to get this, listeners are not, so you're going to have to go view us on YouTube, but if you do not have a will or a trust in place, you are going to leave your family, and it's not doing it now, they're going to look like, yes, they are ready to pull their hair out. They are going to be so stressed because they don't know what you want done with what you have. So let's polish it back down a little bit and really talk about what what the major differences are. So with a will, that is the least expensive way to go. It doesn't matter if you take a sheet of notebook paper, take it to your local bank, get it notarized, and then take it to the court. Keyword being there, take it to the court to be filed. Okay. That makes it a legal document once you get it notarized and it's filed with the courts. Now, a trust, on the other hand, is more expensive. You will definitely want to consult with an estate attorney to make sure that the process and keys are in place. All your I's are dotted, all your T's are crossed, and that everything is laid out exactly how you want it. So, Jackie. How many times have you heard somebody talk about having a will, but now the family's fighting over the assets? Quite a bit, quite a bit. And I think that's where a trust might come in more handy because it is a little more binding than a will. A will can be contested. Wills are not protected from creditors where a trust is. And like you just said, a will can be contested, meaning that there you're going to have Jimmy that you ain't seen in five years come in because now, you know, there's an asset that has a big value on it that he wants. And, you know, it's, it's sad, but 
it's you're gonna hear truth. from relatives you never even knew you had they come out of the woodworks especially <laughs> if you're involved exactly exactly and another major difference is like we were talking about with the contestability. So with a trust, you can do one of the two major types, which is a revocable, meaning that you can make changes to it, or an irrevocable. Now, here's where I find it very interesting about a will versus a trust. Jackie, how many times have you read in the newspaper what a family member has left as far as an asset goes and who it went to? You just look at the obituaries and usually in there, it's a lot of information. Yep. And it's usually in a lot of newspapers, you see there's a legal section in the classifieds. So it's going to tell you exactly what was left. Now, that's because a will is public record. A trust is not. Trust keeps all of your assets private only to those people that are included in on that trust. Right. So we've covered that. Now, I want you to to let our listeners and our viewers know some other ways that you can protect your assets. Another term that we're going to need to know about, and um, we've all heard it before, is an executor. And that's the individual responsible for managing the deceased's estate in probate. Now, some of the things that key points there is you've got to keep in mind the executor oversees everything. Jackie, now that you brought up the executor, when is that generally assigned to an estate? Well, it is usually the executor is chosen by the person who will eventually be the deceased. And then it is by law that person oversees that estate and what's going through probate. So in other words, if if a will is being contested, you have to have the validity from the court that the will is the most current, right? And that's what the probate process basically is. Validate that will. Okay. And I know um, you know some other terms that we were going to discuss as well. Yeah, some of the other terms that are good to know, whether you use them or not, it's up to your own discretion. Remember, we're giving you experiences we've had, things we've come across with our personal lives and also working with certain clients. There are certain legal terms that everybody should know, but until you're around it, you're not familiar with them. So some of the terms that we want to talk about are simply like your beneficiary. Usually a beneficiary is the person that you assign that's going to reap the benefits of your givings. Or if you pass away, what you will to them or you desire them having. But a lot of times people forget about their beneficiaries. And you and I both know when we do a review with our clients, one of the things we always check on is who do you have for a beneficiary? Because we have come across where someone has forgotten to change the beneficiary. And rather than the new wife getting and the new children getting the benefits of that insurance policy or the proceeds from that will, it's gone to the ex-spouse. 
when you're going through a situation like that, it's very emotional. You don't need other kinds of drama and trauma going on when you've lost somebody you've loved. So think about your family in advance. Look at these terms. Besides beneficiary, another term that is used quite a bit is TOD or transfer upon death. Now, a TOD is basically like it says, when I die, these assets go to Joe. It can happen with your investments. It can happen with your bank accounts. It can happen with some property. It can happen with a vehicle. It's all set up in advance. So this way it actually avoids probate and it helps protect the family and gets the monies and the assets to who you really wanted them to go to. Now, another set of terms that have been used quite a bit is let's say you become incapacitated. So you need a power of attorney set up in advance. Now I can have a power of attorney on me and I can assign Ashley as the person that takes care of that. Well, as long as I am upright and viable, she has no power over any of my assets, my will, my money, or anything like that. It's just in the case I should become incapacitated, she would be able to oversee my financial affairs, whether it's my bank accounts, paying my bills, or my assets as well. So that is a really good thing to put in place. Hopefully you will never use it. You know, that would be fantastic that you never had to use that. But it's good to have in place. And again, you put it someplace where you remember where it is and you let the people know. You talked about a financial power of attorney. Are there any other power of attorneys that people should consider? Yes, there is. The other one that's really important, and a lot of people have this, is the medical power of attorney. Should something happen to me that I cannot make medical decisions for myself, this person is assigned to make decisions, medical decisions on my behalf. While I'm incapacitated, unable, cognitively able to function, they're able to make the decisions for me on my behalf. So those are great things to have set up in advance because you don't want to be rushing at the last minute when you're under stress, duress. It's better to have these things done, taken care of, and then you can move on with your life. <laughs> like she said, we don't want to be pulling our hair out. That's for sure. And you were talking about a medical power of attorney and y'all, I'm sorry, the viewers are probably like, she just keeps messing with her hair. Um, but no, um, on a medical power of attorney, another thing is you need to know if somebody has a living will. Yes. Um, my mother has one and we know what her final wishes are. If she is God forbid, my mom's a diabetic. If she were to go into a diabetic coma, then um, we know that she has a DNR. So there is a do not resuscitate there. And my, my mom has always said she does not want to be that person living off of a machine for, you know, the rest of her time here on earth. Um, and like you said, knowing where these documents are 
or even getting copies to your executor or the person that's going to see out your uh, wishes is imperative because how many times have we heard, well, I think they had something in place, but I don't know where it's at. Right. Or if you do find one, it's 10 years old and you know there were others made in the subsequent years. Another good point is when we have gotten these things in place is to let people know. We need to communicate where we're storing them, where we're keeping them. We cannot put them in a safety deposit box and hope somebody will find them eventually. We need to let people know and give people access. Now you had some great ideas when we were discussing this earlier, what else people can do to ensure people know where these are. Well, you, you, of course, you can do the old snail mail and mail them a copy or everybody uses email these days. So you, you can send an emailed copy. And also if you're doing like we're suggesting and you're filing it with the county um, courts or city courts, uh, depending on where you live, then making sure that your loved ones know exactly what court it's in. Um, because we know, well, you and I know, because we live out in the sticks, that sometimes people live right on that county line to where half of their house might be in one jurisdiction, half of their house might be in another. So you've got to know exactly what court that it's filed in. Correct. And that's another good point is we're giving advice for where we are and our situations we've dealt with. Everybody's individual. What you need to do is consult a CPA, an estate attorney, a tax attorney, and just a lawyer to figure out what's going to be the best course of action for you to put these measures in place. And it de also depends on where you live. You need to look at the local jurisdictions as to what laws apply to you in uh, creating your estate for your future. Absolutely. And another thing we haven't really touched on is a beneficiary deed. And what that does is it keeps your house out of probate. Um, now, like you were just mentioning, not all states follow the same terminology. So what might be called a beneficiary deed in one state might be called transfer on death in another. I know we've talked a lot about today how you can protect your assets in the future. On our next episode, what we're going to be discussing is how you can protect your assets today and what measures you can put in place to help you prepare for a stronger and better financial future. With that being said, I do want to take this time to again invite everybody to our Facebook group. Remember that we are on all major platforms and YouTube. And I hope that you have a great day. And again, thank you for joining. It doesn't matter where you are in life at this moment. We're here to help. If you are a college student, just starting your career or your family, even a seasoned CEO and everything in between, helping educate you and putting customized plans and strategies in place is our specialty. Giving you the ability to control your finances now and protect your assets for the future. Don't miss our next episode, where we will be discussing how you can protect your assets today and have a better financial future.
Click the link in our bio to learn more about how we can help you get started on securing your financial future. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Click subscribe to get notifications of what's coming next. Make sure to check out our channel for similar content.